Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The following is a fourth-hand production. They say I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? This hysteria. You can't handle the truth. 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 Brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's a lie. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in, Hysteria Nation, to an out-of-this-world episode of Hysteria 51. All right, just because the bots are visiting GoForth this week doesn't mean you can get away with crap intros like that. <laughs> I mean, I kind of did phone that one in. Do you want to start over? Nope. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> Broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, also known as Chicago via parts unknown Colorado. Woo-hoo. We are your hosts and head UAP wranglers this week. I'm David Flora. He's Brent Hand. We both have lassos <laughs> <laughs> out and ready to, to rope us some. Thank God. Some UAP. Thank God there is no cameras because you said lassos out. I literally started doing the lasso motion. Yeah, me too. <laughs> you got to. You talk about lassos. Oh do it, God. cowboy. I, uh, they're, they're, if there is a hidden camera in this studio, it's going to be like, what's this fucking guy? Oh, my God. <laughs> but the it NSA. is. It is UFO week again, finally. Or or UAP now, Brent. You got to stay up with the times. That is true. And we're not alone. Talking UAPs, UFOs, uh, if you need to. Uh, no, a uh, return to the lower fourth dimension is none other than uh, Mr. Uh, MJ Benias. Now, he's Canadian, but, you know, we won't hold that against him. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Actually, actually, pretty envious these days. <laughs> yeah. So MJ, uh, MJ Benias, he's an author and freelance journalist who specializes in paranormal culture and the strange. You might remember him on here from talking about his book, The UFO People, A Curious Culture, uh, back uh, a few years ago. But he wears a ton of hats, educator, writer, blogger. Plus, for some extra UFO UAP street cred, he was a former field investigator with the Mutual UFO Network, or MUFON, and he's been featured on multiple podcasts and radio shows, including the Creme de la Creme, Hysteria 51, as we talked about. Mm-hmm. He contributes to Mysterious Universe, Rogue Planet, and The Debrief. You can find him on there. He's written a ton for Vice, and he's just a great, great writer. Now he's thrown his hat into the podcasting ring outside of just being a guest. He hosts his own show, Fringe Network, Alien State, MJ, welcome back to the show. Ah, thanks very much. It's it's a pleasure to be here. How's uh, the the world of the weird treating you? It's been I, I looked. You were on episode one thirty eight, and then this is like right around three hundred. So it's been a minute since oh. you've been on. Wow, yeah, it's it's been good. It's been great. Um, my, you know the. the the usual uh, stuff in the weird shit beat continues. You know, we have uh, the weird know, shit beat is one of my favorite beats. I'm just going to let you know. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 my favorite, too, because it's just well, it's nonsense half the time. It's beautiful. Um, no, I it, it's been busy, man. I mean, since I last came on, I mean, I, I can't imagine, you know, NASA's now looking into UFOs. Apparently you have Harvard starting a, a project. You have, um, uh, you know, Pentagon uh, task force organization that is like being questioned by Congress on television. I mean, good Lord, things have, have changed right? quickly and dramatically. So um, I've been fairly busy trying to keep up and, and writing about it or, or podcast about it right um yeah it's it's been hectic one of the biggest changes is now we've got the the creme de la creme of podcasts out there fringe network alien state talking about all these things <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right yeah that's your baby uh hard question i'm sure elevator pitch can you sum it up for everyone what was what's your what's your do you, do sure. you have a little uh, blurb or whatever you want to yeah. call it Totally. Well, elevator pitch for uh, Alien State is is fairly simple. In 
late 2017, the world was notified that uh, the U.S. government was looking into the UFO phenomenon, um, and and that basically uh, baked right into it seems the intelligence community was a sort of little alien state of players and individuals, yeah. um, government uh, insiders, I suppose you can call them, uh, agents for the CIA, government contractors, um, intelligence men and women um, who who were looking into this topic, and the podcast uh, peels the layers away of of, of what they were looking at who was funding it, who was getting paid, um, and ultimately um, was the big New York Times article that dropped in 2017 and, and all of this news as it's been presented, um, does it still sort of stand up to scrutiny or do we need to keep peeling away at those layers? Um, and, and what will we find once we kind of, you know, throw back all of those layers? Right. What, what, what stinky dirty onion will be buried underneath all of that? I think that <laughs> what you said, uh, the, the, the stinky dirty onion is very true. There are so many layers to this, and you've done a really good job, as I've listened, of putting it in a uh, a, a graspable, attainable understanding of what's going on, because there's a lot of players, there are a lot of names, there's a lot of things that have happened in this, and you're kind of telling it from the beginning going forward, as far as this is what had happened, and these were the people, and this is why. That's a big undertaking. And lucky for you, listening to it, you got a big team working on this, which is great. you got producers, editors, writers, fact checkers. Hell, you talk about your legal team. How <laughs> did this come to be, and what sure. made you go the podcast route, as opposed to what you've done, because you've worked you know, in, in, in writing and journalism outside mm -hmm. of that, what was like, I want to do it in audio form. Sure. Um, I was approached by something else, which is the studio that, that produced this podcast. Um, they are, uh, a, I guess, a, a wing of Sony entertainment. Um, so, so they're Sony own, Sony owns a bunch of, bunch of shell podcast corporations that, <laughs> it, uh, hides. No. Um, yeah. So something else <laughs> approached me, um, and they said, listen, you know, we, 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 are thinking about this podcast idea, but we don't know how to make it work. Yeah. Because of how convoluted it was. That's kind of what I was trying to say in my yeah. ramblings about yeah. the onion. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 there's so many acronyms, so many names, so many sort of side paths that you can go down. Um, they, there was this general concern of like, we don't know how to tell the story and, and we want somebody who's kind of been reporting on it. And we, you know, would you be interested in, um, so I, I was, obviously, I was brought in and, and I, I thought it was a great project. And, and we spent the first two or three months really figuring out how to tell the story in the simplest way possible. Um, you know, if, if you're a, a big fan of the weird shit beat and you're a member of sort of that community, the UFO community or the paranormal community, you know, you probably know a lot of the story. But the, the, the kicker for Sony is, you know, we we want everyone to listen to this, not just uh, the UFO people so can you tell the story in such a way that that cuts out the acronyms can you tell the story that that doesn't have like convoluted government uh you know names and and offices and whatever so so we tried our best but but ultimately it was targeted always for the general public to get the story because let's be honest if you're in the ufo community you think the UFO question is the most important question there is, and there's nothing outside of it. And, and the rest of the world ought to stop turning um, because, you know, UFOs. But to the rest of the world, they know nothing about our little universe. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. It's a very insular space. And, and most people don't know, don't give a shit. I've, I've had so many people come talk to me and say, oh, my God, who's the Lou Elizondo guy? And holy shit, Tom DeLonge's into UFOs. What the fuck? Like, that's literally <laughs> – sorry, can I swear on this show? Of yeah, right, I can. can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so people are like, I had no idea this was a thing. Um, and the vast majority of people who have, who have contacted me and just reached out and said, you know, thanks for doing this or whatever, have been people who had never known the story at all. Uh, so they were starting from literally – wait, what happened in 2017? Like that's the, that was their knowledge of, of UFOs. Uh, and they, you know, had some interest and they started listening and, and, you know, they got into it. So um, that was the big challenge. And so, so something else brought me in and, and we started putting it together. Uh, and then as you know, with every investigative series podcast, you start with one idea and it sounds amazing. <laughs> and then you start the actual job and you do six months of recording and you realize 
everything you thought you were going to do is not possible <laughs> or is not going to happen and it all falls apart. And then you basically uh, start from scratch about six months in and then you have two months really to put a show together. That's all all <laughs> podcasting. Um, and and that's where we ended up. It was uh, it was a wild ride. Let's put it that way. I think I think it's a smart thing to to do something for people who aren't as engaged in the community because uh, you throw out names like Tom DeLong, Luis Elizondo, even you know Bigelow and all those yeah. people. Just throw those names out there, assuming everybody knows who they are. But the general public who is interested in are there UAPs? Are there UFOs? Right. They don't know those people from from Adam. So yeah, I think that's a, a smart thing and. You, MJ, I think uh, uh, you and I share a lot of this uh, these similarities in that you describe yourself as a romantic skeptic, uh, mm-hmm. where you know you like to question things, but you still kind of have an open mind. You hope that there's some weird stuff out there in the world, and I, I feel like um, a kindred spirit in that sense. And here, you know, the both of us are in the thick of things, making a living, deep diving into the fringe. Uh, so how do you see yourself and your beliefs in this world of the weird that uh, that we often engage in every day? Right. Yeah. Well, for me, belief is the enemy. So I think that's the sort of the first the first spot I go to. I mean, I I think that's a, a great way to look at it. Yeah. No matter what side you fall on. Yeah. I, I don't I don't want to believe you. Right. Um mm-hmm. Like I want you to prove it to me, um, and and I think that that's where where you know UFO research or paranormal research or whatever you know really needs to be or go. Um, and unfortunately, journalists like you and and me aren't really the people who are doing the research or doing doing uh, the uh, the actual studies. Um, but I think the job of journalism and the job of podcasts like this one are to kind of point to those studies and say, okay, well, yeah. you know, did you do your job well? Uh, you know, yeah. did you prove it? to me um or did you prove it to us um and and question and, and to be critical um it's not to be a skeptic or to be a debunker which seems to be this like uh, phrase that you know the ufo people love to throw uh, around a lot of people dirty so dirty yeah a lot of people love to wear that badge for one reason or not or to, to you know yeah to throw or, or go out. after you know whatever and mm-hmm. it's like okay the, it, but it's not about necessarily being skeptical or being a, being a debunker. It's about, listen, I'll give you the time of day. And I think that's where my romanticism is when I call myself a romantic yeah. skeptic. I will give you the time of day to tell me your story, explain mm-hmm. your evidence, tell me what happened, go over your data um, and, and, and show me, and, you know, so I can be convinced. Um, and I will never turn anyone away. You know, um, I, I'll be like, listen, you have a weird story to tell. Let's do this. And then, you know, we kind of have the conversation of, well, listen, this kind of exists in the realm of story or anecdote. And I will add it to my compilation of other stories. And I think it's awesome and amazing. And, you know, I look forward to hearing more. Um, But I don't like I I can't adjust my view of reality because of your campfire. There are a thousand archivists out there that can do that and take a story and write it down and keep it. And that's great. But will you talk about in your, your Roy moment, so to speak, you talk to this guy and I love that, you know, I've had a lot of experiences with that, with people come forward and they say, I did this and this and that. And for better or worse, your mind goes, I believe you. I don't believe you. That's human nature. But I also love those interactions is it the people like that, those interactions that keep you interested in this, or is it the pursuit of the unknown? Because for me, it's the pursuit of the unknown. That's what I love. Um, sure. I would venture a guess it's probably the same for you. Oh, well, uh, fun fact. Um, <laughs> fun fact, go I, to know, hell. I, yeah, no, <laughs> You're no, no, wrong. Don't go to hell. Um, <laughs> I, I, honestly, I, I'm more interested in the people. Um because I think I think one thing I – well, when I first started the UFO thing, like started looking into the, the weird shit beat, I, I – it, it took about maybe a year. I was, I was in it for a year and, and there's that, like you fall down the rabbit hole for a little while yeah, and yeah, yeah. you become convinced that it's all real for a little while. And, and you start, you know, doing like, you start reading, like, I don't know. The Goldilocks like phase or the honeymoon phase or whatever. Yeah, you exactly. Yeah. You know, and then after that, some people stay sunk, like some people continue to fall down the rabbit hole or continue going down it. And then some people like, like they, they stop and they just relax and they float back to the surface. Um, this is like John Keel's thing, right? I think he says this in, in Mothman Prophecies in mm-hmm. his book. He he says like people who venture into the paranormal world, right? They, it's like stepping into quicksand and some people just keep sinking and some people choose to relax and they float back up and then they can like 
they can leave, they can escape the quicksand, and then they can kind of like observe it from the outside. Um, that's kind of my interest. I like standing on the edge of the quicksand and just watching people fall into it and then like <laughs> seeing what happens. I'm like, yeah. how far down do they go? Do they need me to pull them out sometimes? Or can I just leave them be? You know what I mean? And they'll float back up. And, and that's kind of where I exist. I like kind of observing from the outside. Um, and, and the reason is because I, I don't think I don't think we'll ever find out like the answer to the phenomena or the phenomenon, whatever it is, yeah. right? We've been, we've been like as a species wrestling with the unknown for, for a very long time. And we've been telling ghost stories around campfires for millennia. Um, and we've made significant discoveries. Like we've learned, well, that thunder isn't caused by an angry God. That's great. But I yeah. think there's just like forever going to be that like continuation of the mystery. And, and I think that's watching people engage with that for me is, is the interesting bit. Um, yeah. watching how people adapt stories, change stories, tweak stories, watching folklore evolve over time. Um, you know, that, that's, what's compelling. I think. David, yeah. where do you fall on, fall on that same? Is it the people for you or is it the pursuit? For me, uh, honestly, I think it's the pursuit because some of the people, um, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I kind of get, uh, a little upset and, um, I don't want to say scared of them. Uh, it's more of like, cause I, I, they're not necessarily dangerous, but it's frustrating when all these facts and, um, things that can be easily provable and credibility are ignored. Yeah. And that's not everyone. Pursuit right. Of, that yeah. Of, of just there being something weird going on that, that people can't explain or that there's something out to get them, you know? It's not everyone, but there definitely are those people that, you know, well, I know what I saw, be damned, even if it's an explainable thing, uh, insert whatever. So you have to have a little bit of uh, give and take, you know, no matter, no, no matter what you're doing, you know, otherwise you're not doing anyone justice. And and what MJ brought up was what we've uh, we've brought up briefly before Brent was uh, this God of the gaps. Remember what I was mm -hmm. talking about that, how those those gaps are shrinking and shrinking and shrinking every time we learn something new or scientifically we advance. But there's still gaps there, which are fine. But a lot of people say, well, that's that's just that's the weird stuff or that's God or that's, you know, X, Y, Z, some kind of fictional thing that I can't prove. That's the God of the gaps. And I'm I'm my uh, <laughs> interest in it is that pursuit, like you said, Brent, the pursuit of of shrinking that gap, not so much uh, the the people. But I I completely see MJ's point that those people are fascinating <laughs> well that's a uh that's a two to one so we overrule you mj you're gonna have to change your opinion uh <laughs> i am purely interested in the mystery now <laughs> uh, speaking of mysteries let's go to a break and pay some of our bills we'll be a mystery who's paying this weekend uh when we come right back uh, we are still here on hysteria 51 Nation, what difficulties did you have with learning a new language in school or whenever you did it? Did you do it through textbooks or did you try to use some weird online thing? I know I took two years in high school and two years in college and I knew nothing. And that's because I wasn't using something like what we have been blessed to have as a longtime sponsor and we use it. Rosetta Stone, they're the most trusted language learning program, and it's available on desktop or as an app. And the reason why I enjoy doing it, it immerses you in the language you want to learn instead of just being silly drills and a class you can sleep through. <laughs> I definitely use it. I, I think it's really cool how they have the speech recognition program on there. It gives you the feedback on the pronunciation. Are you making fun stuff? of me because I can never do that? That's what you're getting at right now. That's <laughs> what it, It's like, what are you trying to do? Do it right. <laughs> Uh, but it is really cool. They've got all kinds of lessons. You can do it uh, offline. You don't even have to be online for it. That is great because it's right there in your pocket or at your home and you can do it. You got 15 minutes. Let's go to town. Let's do it. You know, and mm -hmm. it's amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages available for any trips. You need language in life. You need to brush up on stuff. Maybe you just met a girl or a guy or a non-binary and they're from uh, somewhere else. Somewhere, you know, who knows? 
Well, if they're in the one of the 25, Rosetta's going to work for you. And you get lifetime access to all of that. And there is a 50% offer. So it is a steal. So don't put off learning language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Hysteria 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for that 50% off that I just told you about. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. A today. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. You know, we, we were talking about skeptic and, and it's a loaded term, you know, whenever you say the word skeptic, it, it kind of makes people fill in and things. And, um, yet here we all are, I think we all, f- I always call myself like a, you know, a, a hopeful skeptic or, or I like the romantic, as you said, um, but we all are here in the thick of things making a living deep diving into the fringe. How do you see your beliefs in this world of the weird? Have the, how have they changed? You talked about how you were you believed in them, but doing this show, do you find that you have more faith in like the government and what's going on, or less faith? Faith, and you you're just like, ugh, I feel like I'm I'm drowning in a sea of I don't know. Yeah, um, I'm drowning in the sea of I don't know. I think I think that's that's probably where where I rest. Yeah, um, and and. You know, the, the inherent problem is is we say something like, you know, do I trust the government or do I not trust the government? I mean, what we the thing, government yeah. is like yeah. literally made up of what, like 100,000 employees. Um, and and the, the main um, like MO of the government is just like apathy. Um, you know, like if you've ever dealt with any government employees, like even just like the IRS and trying yeah. to get your taxes done, it's like it's just apathy. Like it just like nobody gives a shit. Um, and yet the government continues to run as if the government's like one organism. And, and it really isn't. So <laughs> right. so when we talk about, you know, do I trust the government? Well, you know, I, I'm not sure if, if that's really the question. You know, do I trust the people who um, – came forward from the government, um, you know, making claims, you know, that's kind of like, do I trust the specific individual is really the, the, the question. Um, because I'm sure there's lots of people in the government who are lovely and I trust them. And, you know, I'd say here, watch my kids and, you know, I'm going to go, uh, you <laughs> right. know, go to a restaurant with my wife, you, you're in charge, see you in a couple hours and it'd be perfectly fine. And everything would be great. And the kids would have like bedtime stories read and, you know, perfect. And then there's people in the government who like, you would never leave your kids alone with because they're psychopaths. <laughs> um, so, so that's kind of the, for me, the 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 problem with the question, I guess, but to to answer you, it's like yeah, it's a big I don't know um, because because as there have been individuals in the government who have held power, who have made decisions, who have had really like bad agendas, or who have done just generally bad things. Um, in the later part of the show, we talk about um, MK Ultra and we talk about um, the government's kind of remote viewing program and sort of the the mentality during the Cold War was a sort of you know by any means necessary approach. Yeah, right. The fringe conspiracy stuff that really isn't a conspiracy because it happened. Kind yeah, of. Yeah, and and it's because I think you had people within the government who said listen, you know, we're the good guys, um, no matter what we do or how we act, we are always the good guys. So we can do whatever we want, cause as much harm as we want, injure as many people as we want, torture as many people as we want. But at the end of the day, we're still the good guys, right? And if you walk in to the government or out of the government with that mentality, well, the ends for you will always justify like whatever the means is or are, right? Um, so you'd have no problem, like, you know, electroshocking people and ripping their fingernails out. And, and you'd at the end of the day be like, I'm still a good guy, right. even though I did these horrible things. And, and I think that's the kicker, right? When you think about, you know, the UFO interpretation of the government, like, or sorry, the UFO community's interpretation of the government, right? One, they view the government as like this big spooky monster. Like it's like one, it's like the mind flare and stranger things, right? It's this one kind of organism that controls, it's, it's not really that. But they view it like that. And 
for, you know, there, there's reasons for this. One, one, it's simple. But two, the government seems to kind of act like this. It always kind of acts in this, like, we will break all the rules to win. Um, and, and you know, that's 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 nefarious. It's really, that's nefarious. And, and you know, I don't want to say um, it's, it, well, it is bad. But um, you walk out of doing all this research being like, man, I, I don't know if I should trust this individual or I shouldn't trust this individual based upon what I know about them uh, and you and how they've lied or how they've used like lies of omission or mistruths or disinformation and, and you know, how they've behaved. So you for sure you get the kind of spooky feeling and, and you get nervous about it. Well, and speaking of individuals and and specifically your show, your, your series does a, a heavy coverage of Tom DeLonge and To the Stars Academy, TTSA. Uh, and for good reason, uh, you know, a rock star somehow started a company with an ex-CIA person or peeps and and uh, government people and broke news to the world about UAPs that has, for better or worse, changed the narrative. Um, it, and this is someone that we found out after, you know, the, the WikiLeaks and you know, when he was emailing back and forth with John Podesta and we kind of learned all these things through backdoor channels. My question might be a pointed one, but I think it's important to ask, do you see people like DeLong that were reaching out and stuff? Do you ever see people like that and worry that they're being taken for a ride as in, is he being used by the powers that be or did he really align with what was needed as a figure out of truth through research as, as um, sure. Jim yeah. Simovan, who you I, spoke with, has alluded to? I think my favorite part of the show, and I think this happens in episode two, so I'm not spoiling it for anybody. Maybe it's the end of episode one. But there's a great part where Tom DeLong, after the December article comes out in 2017. So this is now, you know, we know who Lou Elizondo is. We know who Chris Mellon is. Like, they're all out in the spotlight at this point. You know, uh, Tom is being interviewed by some, uh, uh, like, a, a rock radio show, I think, in San Diego or something. And he basically talks about how he wasn't really having conversations with all these people and he wasn't like deep into it. It was more like handshakes and hellos and that's how he knew them. And then he was using name dropping and the ability to say, oh yeah, I talked to Chris Mellon or I talked yeah. to Elizondo. Yeah. And it wasn't like on some deep level, it was just like they had one conversation over Zoom. And now he's talking to other guys saying, oh yeah, I know this guy. And like, oh, you know that guy? And all of a sudden, He's he's literally well, so and so knows so and so and so you get like this yeah and, and yeah. Tom DeLonge like bless his heart for all of the people who are gonna say like you know he's some useful idiot or whatever um, the guy literally like bluffed intel and he he lied and was able to convince counterintelligence agents and intelligence like uh, officers and CIA officials that he was having these conversations you know what I mean like like he was able to convince them that this was all legitimate um, to the point where they like signed on with him um yeah. so i'm not sure who's the useful idiot here you know what i mean like if i had to you know what congratulations I mean? assholes you played yourself yeah <laughs> and, and i think and i and i think it <laughs> so yeah well like exactly right like they like he was sort of playing them more right. i think than they were playing him and i think what he offered them was a way out to talk about these issues in the open which is really what they wanted to do not for conspiratorial reasons or not because the big shadowy government told them to and they were now disinformation agents. I think guys like Lou Elizondo, guys like Chris Mellon, guys like Jim Simmons, they were they believe so much that this is important that any opportunity to speak out that deep, that was seemed like legitimate and credible um they were going to take anyway, right? Right? Um so 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 they did. And Tom DeLong was really the only guy who was, who was kind of offering that handout and being like, come with me if you want to have fun. And they, they did. Um, <laughs> right. And I think where it all went wrong was, I think there was just a massive um, misunderstanding of like, this is what we're going to do. And this is how much money we're all going to make and whatever. And it, that's not how it played out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like everyone yeah. thought they'd easily get 50 mil when they went public, you know, they got two, you know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it, it, it reality quickly set in um and and that's why it kind of all started to fall apart and man later on. in in the ufo world there was so much infighting off of DeLong and 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 ttsa it was crazy to to sit back and watch and you had the people that if you said something negative you got jumped off and if you said something positive you got jumped on so i just kind of sat back and watched it unfold kind of type thing yeah i mean ufo twitter is wonderful it's it's, it's incredibly tribal 
Um, mm. You know, um, people mm. draw their lines in the sand and, and they will defend them to the death and people will circle around uh, the leaders that they they sort of respect and admire and they will, you know, be their army for them. And, and you know, that's 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 kind of how it's always been. UFO Twitter is, is no different than, let's say, you know, the old older, you know, UFO Facebook groups that existed. And then even before that, there were like, you know, the zines and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and that, you know, I mean, yeah. it's always kind of been like that. You always had kind of like your UFO fanboys who circled around their kind of UFO celebrity. Um, it's just magnified now, I guess, because there's just more social media. One of the things you said, I think it was in episode one, it might've been two, but you were talking about DeLong, um, talking to Rogan and he said, he's talking about this stuff and it's so cringe. It makes your palms sweaty. Yeah. Looking at the, you know, the, with the Rogan interview and I've kind of said before the same thing and been bashed a little bit about it, but then you have like Jim Simovan who is a, a a former CIA spook. It's like, yeah, he kind of cracked the code and figured it out, you know, as far as yeah. uh, what was true, he's kind of figured it out. It's so hard for me to wrap my head around what to believe and what not to believe when reading these things. Yeah. It, it is literally like, it just sounds so insane. Like everything. And, and, and that's the hardest struggle when you're trying to do journalistic work like with this podcast, I mean, if you want to know stress, um, my fact, like our fact checker and our legal team has like experienced significant stress trying to figure out like what's legitimate and what's authentic and what isn't because there's so much misinformation, but, but more importantly, no one's willing to give you a straight answer. And if you start asking kind of pointed direct questions because you want a straight answer from them, they automatically just stop talking to you. I have a thousand uh, uh, calls, emails from people that they tell me one thing, but I can't tell. You can't say that. I won't go. Well, exactly. And then our fact checker will come back and be like, listen, I know, you know, we have information on this, but we can't get a straight answer from anybody regarding it. So I'm not sure if we can put it in the show. Mm -hmm. And especially if it's a touchy, like a touchy subject that like Sony could potentially be like served a cease and desist. Right. Like the legal team is very much like, okay, well, hold on. Like we really, let's take a step back. Let's assess. Let's figure out, you know what I mean? Um, So that was, that was the biggest that was that was like a big challenge, right? Because it's not like just me doing a podcast, right? Like there was like a team of twenty people who are all working on this, um, and it was we had to like negotiate things in and out of the script. It was mm-hmm. it was hectic because you know you need to kind of point out these weird. We don't know the story, but we kind of do. So yep, yep. that's just what we. Yeah, it was yeah interesting so this is such a heady thing for for people in this to understand what's it going to take to be taken serious by the average person because we're getting there there but they're still when they say that we're having you know congress going to talk on this the late night talk shows say it and the crowd chuckles (laughs) you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what do you think the turning point is other than disclosure which you know what do you think it's going to take just more people coming forward or or what Sure. This is, this is, this is something that we, my case, Casey, my producer and I sort of talked about this in the car driving in Vegas. This was, we, so in, in episode four, you're introduced to a man named Robert Bush, who was an investigator for the OSAP program. So he worked under Bigelow Aerospace. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's really cool because he's the first one of, from Bass ever to break their, um, NDA basically and go on record, um, to talk about what they did for Bigelow Aerospace during the OSAP days um so it's really cool to hear him talk about what they did but then when you hear about what they actually did at times i remember my my producer casey was like this just sounds like it's completely batshit crazy like why would anyone ever take this seriously (laughs) um and i think what it's going to take first honestly is is the individuals who have been kind of involved within the ufo let's say maybe government work or maybe more let's say professional ufo work really like disclosing like all of the weird and silly things they did because you're not going to move forward until you kind of air out, you know, the old dirty laundry um, and say, listen, this is what we did. We accept we fucked up. We accept this sounds stupid and is stupid. Now let's move forward uh, properly. You know what I mean? They spent so much time shoving everything under a rug that the, the, the yeah everyone just said yeah okay so this is all bs and we understand now they're going well maybe not and people like well now i don't know what to believe or i'm just going to keep pretending and and downplaying this yeah well i mean i mean the message from the very beginning in 2017 in december what was was orchestrated right like 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 they sold they sold 
the American public, the the ATIP program, right? We're looking at military yeah. encounters only with high data, um, you know, relatively low strangeness. Um, this is what we're doing. It's a national defense issue. But then really when you start, again, peeling back the layers of that onion, you're like, no, 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 no. There was like, like they were chasing goblins in Utah and they were using baby toys to communicate with some <laughs> unseen entity. And they were having mock uh, UFO crash retrieval drills that were being like paid for like by taxpayer dollars. Um, you know, like, like, so, so, so you have this moment where, listen, we want the world to be convinced that, you know, UAP are something we should take seriously, which is fine. But you, they, they kind of led with the most sane stuff and purposefully kind of didn't talk about the really crazy shit in the back. Right. right. Um, and now that's all coming out. So, so you're only destroying the credibility of what you've done by hiding it in the first place. Right. And, and, and people have, have come after me. People have said, you know, well, you're, you're part of the problem, MJ, you're trying to undo the progress we've made. It's like, oh, no, 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 I'm a journalist. My job is to just shine light where there's darkness and to document all this. That's my job. I'm doing my job. You probably shouldn't have lied in the first place. Exactly. If if (laughs) If you would have done your job. (laughs) Right. We we wouldn't be in this situation, right? But but my job as a journalist isn't to be friends with you. And my job as a journalist isn't to take a side or or to believe or to uh, push an agenda or to be a – uh, a, a, a soldier for the cause, right? That That's not my job at all. My job is to figure out what the hell is actually going on. Um, and, and we're starting to realize that this entire government thing, you know, wasn't as sort of reasonable sounding as it sort of, they made it sound to, to be, I guess. Right. And, and, and ultimately if you want to move forward, right, you need to get all that shit out in the open first. You know what I mean? Um, you need to you need to kind of tell us where the bodies are buried, so we can take all those like dead people and give them proper burials and 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 put that all to rest before we can proceed yeah. down a path of like mutual respect and understanding. But you know, I'm not sure if that's ever going to happen. Um, but it could. You know what? I'm an optimist. Maybe one day <laughs> that will happen. But then all of the cool kids in the UFO world who wear like their sunglasses inside all the time and are just too cool for school, <laughs> right? right? Wait, they that, need to get over themselves. <laughs> Right. They, they need to get over themselves a little bit. Yeah. No, that that's absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree with you on that. People who are kind of out of touch with it, they just hear what they're fed and, and regurgitate it. They think they're the bee's knees in this kind of stuff. But this, this next question or two for you, MJ, uh, I think is directly implicated by what you just said in and that is of course the $64,000 question are we going to see disclosure eventually come out of this and it yes or no uh what does true disclosure look like to you oh such a ridiculous no i'm just joking um, <laughs> no it's it's a shitty thing you've That's, already kind of said no we won't see but yeah but like so what do you think the yeah, goal yeah, yeah. is well or? okay i mean i guess i guess first we what, what do we mean by disclosure right that's right. kind of my like that's my go-to sure, question like sure. what do we mean yeah. by this that right. goal pulse keeps moving and moving and moving so everyone yeah has their own. and it's like you know does that mean aliens does that mean that it's just ufos or a thing you know like so so let's you know okay if we if you sort of take a step back you know do like are ufos real in the sense of like People, military pilots, people like you and me, do we see weird things we can't identify in the sky? Yes, that's all real because obviously people see unidentified things in the sky. But, you know, does that equal aliens or does that equal um, what's the what's the new one that everyone's saying? Uh, not um, precognitive, no, precognitive non-human intelligence. Mm-hmm. Like, no, that doesn't mean that at all. Right. Like it, we OK. Disclosure equals UFOs are real. Sure. But then the next question is UFOs equal question mark, right? Um, because I think UFOs equal a lot of things. They equal Chinese lanterns and weather balloons and right, right. Um, airplanes and, and satellites and the misidentification of the International Military Space Station crash. all the time. Yeah. Um, and, and maybe, right, maybe, 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 maybe the big if, the big $64,000 question, as you said, is like, do they equal something anomalous, like truly anomalous? You know, that's that's the I don't know because none of that's been ever proven really. Um so, so, you know, is disclosure going to happen? You know, yeah, I, I mean, I don't think we've done enough work really to, to even ask that question. 
But it's the one that everyone wants because really disclosure means that they just landed on the White House and now we all know. And I don't see that happening anytime Because it's soon. the simplest It's the simplest answer. It's, a, right. it's the simplest question to ask sure. and it's the simplest answer to give, right? Like what, when does disclosure happen? <laughs> what will be disclosed? That is like literally the simplest question because you're, you're literally taking an incredibly complex situation and boiling it down to like an X or Y kind of scenario and that's just not how it works right that's not how real life unfortunately yeah a bit but and at the same time that's kind of what everybody wants too you know i get probably because it is so simple it is easy yeah that's how that's why conspiracy theories are so successful right you know i (laughs) there's there's a reason why you have a horrible job you're not making a lot of money you know the economy sucks there's reasons why the climate is horrible Mm -hmm. and why we're slowly killing ourselves and it's you know there's there's centuries of you know uh, merc- you know financial and capitalist systems being put into place and and that's a very convoluted subject that you need you know uh, a major in eco- economics to understand but if you just like blame people like if you're just like oh you know you know whose fault it is it's you know the MJs of the world right you know <laughs> if we just blame that one group all of our problems are gone well, this is why conspiracy theories are simple, right? Listen, your life sucks because reptile aliens have taken over and um, they actually work for like, you know, the Zionists or something. It's like, Which is all whoa, controlled whoa, whoa, by Amway what? in the end, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. There's like this Illuminati and they govern everything and that's why your life sucks. Like, no, no, no. It's, it's just it's just like post-capitalism Plus, in the 21st century. And like, you know, like there's, yeah, it's. It, it's easier it's, to accept than reality. It is. It is easier right. to accept than reality. And that's kind of the. There's yeah. a, a little bit of a of a seduction or a, a, a good feeling of being in the know. Like I yeah, know part of a the, group, yeah. Right. Like yeah, I know, sure. you don't know, I know what the problem is. Now the problem might be, like you said, it's the Illuminati and the lizard people and blah, blah, blah. But it's very seductive to know, well, I can't do better because XYZ, even if XYZ is made up, a lot of people really just believe that. Uh, right. And and it doesn't matter how how outlandish XYZ is. Like I remember during the California wildfires, you literally had politicians making claims that um the fires were started by like a, a Jewish super weapon. Space laser. Space, space laser. A space laser, yeah. right? That was yeah. built by um like a whole bunch of like wealthy George Jewish families. Soros. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> um and, and, and people believed it because it's easier to understand that. Right. Like it's easier to wrap your mind around blaming a common enemy than it is to understand, like, listen, climate change is a real problem. These are the changes you will need to make in your life in order to fix it. You know, this is the economic toll of all. Right? It, it just you simplify a really big problem into something super, super simple. Um, and, and I think the UFO community at times sort of suffers from this as well. We take an incredibly compa- complex situation, scenario, whatever. Um, and, and the desire to simplify it and, and the desire to say, these guys over here are on my team because we all believe the same thing and we're going to go mm-hmm. to war against the, the bad guy, right. whoever that is. Yeah. Right. And then you kind of get like that, that oorah moment, right? Like that, you know, yeah. like Semper Fi and, and like, here we go. Um, it's war. Right. And it's like, it's not that right. Like, you, you, like mm-hmm. it, it's not how the real world is, but everybody's on know, the same team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. A lot of people aren't looking for the truth to come out to everyone so long as they're involved in the truth. Like I want to know the truth, but I don't care if it gets out to everyone. Well, you can tell me, or I want to be a part of it. And that's the problem is that there's not enough people just working towards, you know, working together. It's it's powerless people who are seeking some kind of power to help their insecurities. You know, it's, and and that whole, the 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 dangerous thing we're coming up with these days is how it's encroaching on politics and sure. the absolute toadstool that said those space laser thing uh people believe because that person's in now a position of power and can now say i'm fighting for you to get to the truth whereas they have no intention of that whatsoever they're just trying to get money for themselves <laughs> Yeah, Sorry, I mean, political rant no, over, I guess. No, no, it, but it, you're, you know, whether it's money or just fame or glory or just the fact that you just feel good because you have people standing behind you, mm-hmm. um, you know, that 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 all ties that all ties into it. Um, and I think we see the same thing within the UFO world, right? You have sort of big players who who have followers who make a lot of promises to their followers, 
and, you know, just sort of say, listen, you guys have the inside scoop. I've told you everything I know. You know, you're, you're one of the insiders now. You know, you're in the know. Um, but, you know, the problem is those individuals then kind of don't start fact-checking the person that they're following, right? Yeah. They don't start kind of trying to figure out, you know, is this person telling me the truth? Is this person maybe playing with the truth a little bit and trying to convince me of something, right? Um, and that's 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 where it starts to kind of fall apart, right? It, it's great. I, I wish I wish every UFO insider would tell me everything they know because then sure. I could fact check it all <laughs> and I could right. figure out what the truth is. Um, but they don't, unfortunately. Yeah, those sons of bitches. That's how if, it works. <laughs> if you all ran for office, would uh, and this is for both of you, would you would you um, how would you answer the question if it were posed to you? You know, will you tell us about uh, aliens? Will you tell us about everything the government knows in terms of this kind of stuff? How would you answer that? Wow. Um, I'll go first. Um, <laughs> sorry, man. Um, I'm going to go first. I think, well, I don't know. I mean, listen, if I, oh my God, if I was being elected to office, well, first of all, I'm Canadian. Um, so people don't ask those questions in Canada. Um, Give it time. Because we know how preposterous it sounds. <laughs> but um, I think if, if I was running for office in America uh, and and if I was running for office in like one of the Northern democratic states, I would say something like, yeah, you know, listen, if I'm elected president and there are aliens, I would let you know because, you know, this is a democracy and you deserve to know the truth. And then if I was writing in like the southern states, you know what I mean, that are predominantly like Republican, I I, I would say something like, um, oh, no, the government knows all about aliens. <laughs> They're already here amongst us. And I will expose every single one of them. <laughs> That's that is a very well. Stated way to go about it. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to look, I'm going to do my best to find out, uh, or I'm going to do my best to uh, shield you from, depending on where you're running from. That's right. And not only that, make sure you have a gun because (laughs) those aliens aren't bulletproof. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's right. Oh, sorry. I'm Canadian. I'm very critical of your your weird gun laws. Yeah. Uh, What's your, what's your hope that as people go forward to You got to answer. (laughs) <laughs> I did. Oh. I, I agree. Like I, I, I agree that it's a hundred percent. It's a hundred percent where you're running from. But I would. I think my go-to would be. Uh, I. I'm going to do my best to try to figure out everything and everything that I can figure out. Uh, I'll be bringing to the American people or to my constituents. You know the same fluff we've heard throughout history yeah. from people, uh, and then it gets swept under the rug and you don't hear anything because you know it's either not fit to to uh restate or it's too juicy to restate i don't know i'm not i'm not in i'm not privy to those things too hot for congress too hot for congress ow uh as people uh, start listening to alien state what's your what's your hope their takeaway is do you have one or just enjoy yeah. themselves to open their cool. eyes or to to give no, money to the yeah. lizard people that control your show i mean which, which is it well, okay. First of all, yeah, five stars, great <laughs> reviews. Buy all of the things we suggest you buy via our ads because you know that helps. Um, no, um, like, well, listen, I, I want. We decided that the show had to be sort of entertaining because yeah. we knew the topic itself has sort of significant entertainment value. So um, I think I think at first we wanted it to be sort of funny and we wanted it to kind of be a, a little bit different than the typical kind of investigative series podcast. Mm-hmm. So um, first, you know, uh, um, we wanted to make people kind of like lose, miss time during the show, right? We mm-hmm. wanted you to start listening and be like, holy shit, it's over. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like that's what we wanted. Uh, so hopefully that's what happens. Hopefully. Um, the second thing was obviously to to do the journalistic work, right? To, to fill in the gaps in the story that, um, really haven't been reported on or really haven't been talked about in the news headlines. Um, you know, there's a general understanding that the U.S. government was investigating UFOs or something, and and I don't know much about that. So so what happened? And if you just started reading kind of news headlines and, and going down the UFO Twitter rabbit hole, you would get sort of one version of the story. We wanted to provide kind of the whole picture as best we could in eight episodes. Um Obviously, without using any acronyms whatsoever. Um, so, so we 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 hope that you walk away from the show learning and having a good understanding that really the way the story was told and the way the story has been told is not really the whole is not really the whole story, and 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 it's 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 not really what it seems. 
So, so let's mm. work together, dear listener, to understand what's going on. Um, that's my, my hope and my intention with, with the first season. Well, it comes through, I think, fantastic. Like I said, it really does a great job of peeling away and telling the story in a in an understandable way. The production value is through the roof, and it is mm-hmm. super entertaining. Uh, you do a fantastic job. So I can't tell everyone enough how much I think you guys should listen to this show. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. Thank you so Absolutely. much. Absolutely. And if you guys go to the show notes, there's going to be links to everything, so you'll be able to find it and his other works. So. Please, please do so. Uh, real quick before we let you go, you work on anything else outside of this, or or what can where can everyone uh, look forward to from you? Sure, um, uh, always kicking around the debrief. So uh, mm-hmm. hopefully, um, the podcast forced me to take some time off of that because of just the amount of work it was. Um, so hopefully, you'll see my work kicking around the debrief some more. Um, and we are definitely in talks, or I'm definitely in talks rather for for a second season. Uh, so hopefully, Alien State gets picked up for a season two and uh, you'll see me kicking around the podcast world a little bit longer. Absolutely. Well, MJ, thank you so much for joining us. We always have a pleasure and uh, yeah, thank you for doing the work and making it palpable. Yeah. It's hard to do. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's coming across right, but you're doing a fantastic job. So, well, thank you very much. I, I truly appreciate it. We'll be right back with more hysteria. 51. Oh, man, what a world to be living in. Disclosure, no disclosure, maybe, infighting, Twitter. It's like a big family reunion. (laughs) Just everyone's mad at everyone and no one knows what's going on and there might be aliens. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty perfect analogy there. Um, You know, I I asked him, you and I didn't get a great time to talk about it on there, but we, we haven't done a ton of the UFO babble on here, you and I, yet. Do you feel the truth is getting out there or is this more just a, you know, looky what I'm doing over here to not pay attention? I don't know if that's making any sense, but where's your head fall? Cause you don't do as much UFO stuff as I have done in the past. Uh, no, I do specific cases here and there. Um, like uh, Falcon Lake incident up in Canada. Uh, not to be confused uh, with the Falcon punch incident at the mall the other night. That's different. <laughs> Falcon, Falcon punch. punch. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what, I I don't think it's necessarily a distraction from anything for people because I don't think enough of the public cares about it. Yeah, which kind of surprises me. Yeah, like you can't put this up against things like abortion and gay marriage, you know, and and separation of church and state. It's it's still going to play second fiddle to all that stuff. Always, yeah. I don't think it's going to be a distraction. It's just interesting to me when they go, hey, the, there's UAPs in the air and they're coming and they, we don't know what they are. Some people, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, how the Dodgers do last night? Well, that I mean, that is true. Now, I do think it's very fascinating that more stuff is coming out and got the government itself, people in the government that, you know, are, are as close as anybody to this are saying, yeah, something's going on. That's That's interesting. Something's fucky. Uh, that's the official term. Something's fucky. Something's real, real foobar. Um, <laughs> but it's still like, apparently it's still a big deal for them to just say, look, everybody, it's aliens. I don't think so. I, yeah. I think you could, you could lead Glip Glorp out onto the stage at a press conference, you know, presidential um, address or something. And say, look, everybody, this this is a Pleiadian uh, from Alpha Rigel Nine, and you know all he has to do is is do some weird tentacle shit, and then everybody's gonna be like, "Wow, <laughs> so it's real!" And you assholes were lying, and we figured you out. How'd the Dodgers do? <laughs> That's what's gonna happen. It's right. not gonna be this huge societal yeah. upheaval, you know. Um, yeah. I was actually talking to uh, my old co-host Dave um, not too long ago, and. He made the point of people being like, great, disclosures here, I see this, What what's this mean for me? You know, yeah. what am I going like, to get out of How does this affect my day-to-day life? And if it doesn't, do I really care? Are the gas prices at the pump going down? Like, what? <laughs> and it's sad. It's sad that we're at that state in society, but 
I don't think disclosure would would um, screw things up like everybody thinks it will. I agree, but um, I kind of am the same way as MJ. Of I don't think we're anywhere near it. Um, you know, probably I, not. I, I don't know. Uh, he did say one thing. Uh, it was somewhere in episode one, I believe. It was a quote. He said, nothing is ever what it seems. And to keep that in yeah. mind. And I think that is the takeaway from this episode and everything going on in the world. Everything That's going true. on in the world. Nothing is ever what it seems. Just keep that in mind, in the back of your mind, kicking around. And it'll do a lot of good uh, for your way of thinking, I think. But what do I know? I host a podcast that tell dick and fart jokes about aliens and conspiracies. So do with that information. <laughs> ah, what you tentacle will. and fart jokes. Tentacle <laughs> porn, you say. Uh, guys, if you want to tell us your thoughts, so if you actually think the disclosure is imminent or you think it's way off or whatever, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Hop on Facebook. Go to Hysteria Nation. That is our Facebook discussion group. We'd love to have a conversation there. Also, Tweet to us at Hysteria51Pod. You can even hashtag UFO Twitter and get all sorts of opinions you weren't ready for and some you like. Uh, also, Facebook.com slash Hysteria51Pod. That is our regular Facebook page. We have a Reddit. We have our own subreddit, uh, Hysteria51. Love to have conversations on there. And, of course, Patreon, uh, Hysteria51 on there. You can find you up all night's Mad Blur Hysterias. Um, you know, uh, we got a couple... Lisa has done some shopping for some cafeteria 51s, and I don't even know what the food is. So we're getting ready to do those. So that'll be a fun one. And of course, voicemail 773-669-7277. Again, 773-669-7277. Or find all this information at hysteria51.com. And on the homepage, click the microphone on the bottom right, and you can leave a voicemail through there. Fun stuff going uh, over on your end of the world. You got anything? You Miss Cryptic Contest is finally over. What's going on on Quiz Quiz Bang Bang and Blurry Photos? Yeah, still uh, keep it on, keep it on with stuff. Um, Quiz Bang is uh, going to have our, we, we have some friends in Australia who are just a, a great time. Um, like Australia exists, you dumb fuck. <laughs> we, they've told us this. I'm waiting for Australian disclosure to come out, but um, that's probably a long way off too. They taught us about what shoeys are and what Guna Fortune is, and they, um, they're going to come back and, and go head to head with uh, two Americans writing Australian trivia. <laughs> Guna Fortune and she, I, I do have some Vegemite at home. Oh, you actually tried Vegemite at my house one time. So make sure you tell them how delicious it was. <laughs> yeah, that it blew my tongue right out of my mouth. I remember you took a big old spoon of it and just fuck you and the horse you rode in on, sir. My wife loves Good it. Thing she I loves for it. Coffee. She like she, she could suck on like a bullion cube and be happy. She just wants salty. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I needed to. I needed to go with something um, like a cracker at least or something. Right. Like but right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and blurry, blurry photo is not much uh, going on except I'm still just uh, working on the the documentary and yeah, um, it's coming. It's getting close. Getting, getting close. close. Very close. We're hoping a couple months out. Uh, we've got our third draft coming. Uh, that we have to, we're going to have to see, you know, what we can tighten. We're, so it's in a good spot because we can, we're now looking at uh, time uh, to see, you know, what we can cut out, what, what doesn't need to be in there and this and that. Yeah. So that's a good thing. Yeah. So winding down, but still, still a little ways. A little uh, side note, there's a movie coming out here uh, very quickly called Late Checkout, and uh, it's a slasher horror movie that's going to be a lot of fun, and they have some uh, missing posters. Uh, you know how like they always do those where like, mm-hmm. the, 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 uh, the victims- On the milk carton? <laughs> uh, your, yours truly is going to be on one of the uh, missing posters. Whoa! Yeah. Uh, IMDB, look out. <laughs> I'm going to be adding to my uh, thing there. So yeah, well, how, how fun is that? How did you get that, that gig? Oh, it was through a um, a guy from Facebook, you know, so he was the director kind of thing. So very cool, very cool, very cool. Um, You know, so I can update my resume here soon. A guy on milk carton slash a missing poster. (laughs) (laughs) All right, kids. With all that craziness said and still no disclosure because David's keeping it to himself. (laughs) I've been Brent. I've been David. (laughs) And there's been no conspiracy, but. It was terrible. It was just terrible. I'll never get over it as long as I live. 
That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. We'll be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored and the unheard of. Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite. Join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation. Or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.